All right, welcome back. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. You know that whole area uh, down by Campus Martius into Jefferson on Hart Plaza? That has experienced a revitalization. And part of that revitalization is Hart Plaza's fountain. The Dodge Fountain, which has been operating intermittently uh, throughout the years. There is an effort underway to get this thing going, water flowing 24-7, maybe, I mean, winter, you know, we got to take that into account. But all the time, they want this thing to flow all the time. And now there is a kind of the culmination of a years-long effort uh, to get this thing really fired up. Jessica Parker is the chief enforcement officer with the city of Detroit's Heart Plaza Fountain, and she joins us. Jessica, great to have you. Hello. Nice to be here. And just want to say I'm the Deputy Chief Operations Officer. Deputy Brad Chief. Is the Chief Operating Officer. I, I apologize. I appreciate the no, clarification. No um, t- talk to me a little bit about this fountain, because it, it is iconic. It is. It is. It really is one of the more noticeable structures, at least that have been built in the last you know, 50, 60 years that um, that that is a, a kind of focal point of the city. And it it, it really dots the Joe Lewis fist uh, down there along Jefferson. But but why is it important to get this thing flowing? So we here at the city recognize that the fountain is indeed, like you said, a staple for the city of Detroit. You know, I remember growing up and my parents taking me down to the fountain and playing in the water with my um, sibling. Mm -hmm. And just to enjoy and have that um, experience, we want to give that back to the community. So we have made this a focus um, for this for this administration to get that um, fountain back up and running. Um, we have received over just a little bit over $9 million in ARPA dollars mm. um, from the Biden administration to make the repairs to the fountain and also um, make a transition from the riverfront over to the fountain so that when folks go down there and they experience it, they can um, enjoy not just the fountain, but the riverfront as well. But yes, the um, fountain is a priority of ours. We plan to do infrastructure improvements. Um, all of that will take um, place underground. We've already started um, the bidding process for that, and we hope to have a selected bidder um, this fall. Work will begin this fall, and we have we hope to have it up and running by the spring of 2024. So as as one of the many Detroiters who, who has a history with that fountain, like you mentioned, um, it, it, I have to imagine it's probably a little sad for you to see the, the, the kind of state that it's in. Um, what 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 has been what what are the, the 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 biggest the most needed repairs to that fountain? So all of the repairs are um, basically infrastructure. We have to uh, replace some of the pumps and the drainage system. Um, we have gotten it um, up and running, but again, we've been doing that with um, scotch tape and bubble gum, if you will. Mm. So we we recognize that it's going to take a heavier lift to do the major infrastructure improvements that it needs. But um, just to to answer your question even more, it's more so dealing with the pumps and the drainage system that needs to be replaced. And that will be addressed by the vendor that we select. We're going to go through a whole design build process where they assess the system as it is. And they will um, give us um, they will do the full assessment and give us their recommendation on how to go forward. And that's what we'll do. Well, look, I mean, there's no there's no it's not a surprise. The city has been through some tough times 
And and when you're dealing with it with with tough issues and important cuts and where to allocate money, a fountain isn't on top of that list. But in terms of what does does this kind of and the city's not done. There's still a lot of room to grow and come back and grow. But but is this kind of an exclamation part, Mark, do you think, on the progress that has been made so far? And then you can start to revisit some of the maybe overlooked items uh, throughout the years in, in the fountain being one of them? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are doing major infrastructure improvements throughout the city, not just downtown, not just the plaza. Sure. We do recognize that the city is, that we're going through a transformation, that we are making a comeback, that we have, um, we have the opportunity now to really just make sure that folks know that the city we're doing, we have new construction projects. We're making the improvements. We're going from blight to beauty. And we are, um, we're engaging our external and internal partners to be a part of that. Um, you, you made the point of saying that, you know, the city's been hit hard. Yes, but the part for me that makes this job so great is that you have people that stuck it out. They didn't leave the city. They're still here. They want to be part of this come up. And we are here, this administration is here to make sure that they see that. So when this thing gets fired up again, you're going to take your shoes off. You're going to get you're going to you're going to dip your toes in a little bit, revisit some of those memories. Absolutely. And I invite you to come down with me. And I'm I'm with you. I'm coming. Uh, Jessica Parker. Great stuff. It's a great it's a great story. And it's just, again, a a little bit of a feather in the hat in the city uh, that we're coming back. So it's good stuff. Jessica Parker. Thank you so much. You're welcome. 800-859. 800-859. Do you have, I mean, there's obviously, there, there are there are a number of, of things I imagine that going back to your childhood, if you go, man, if that, that was still around, that would be great. I, I think this is kind of one of those things that you can, that if you participated in that as a kid, um, to have that up and running, maybe to take your kids, your grandkids, I think it's very cool. And again, the city's been through a lot, and there are things that were sacrificed Uh, in some of those lean times, and now you're able to hopefully get one of those things back. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Tommy's in Troy. He's been holding on. You want to talk a little sports. What's up, T? Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Oh, yeah. You know what? Um, I just got a question. Um, You know, I'm a big, big Michigan fan, and um, there's two games I always worry about every year, and it's usually Michigan State. And Ohio State. Yep. And um. And well, this year, well, Penn at yeah, Penn State this year. It's gonna but, be a um, tough one too. Yeah, yeah. But now I just heard that uh, uh, Michigan State's quarterback Peyton Thorne he transferred, and I heard he's going to be the starting quarterback down at Auburn in the yes. SEC. Yep. That sounds crazy to me. And then they and they also state lost their top receiver. What was his name? Coleman. Yep. Yeah, and um, so something weird. What is going on? Um, I'm just wondering: is uh, what's going to happen when we play Michigan State? What what what's, what that game going to look like? Well, um, look, and why did why did Peyton Thorne just like? Well, here's he's he, here's what I quarterback at Auburn. Yeah, here's what. First of all, Auburn stinks. All right, they, they have a lot of work to do. Um, Hugh Freeze is down there. It's a it's a new regime. They've got a whole new thing going on. Um, I understand in in the world of NIL, right, and in the world of the transfer portal, um, 
Peyton, and again, this is this is uh, in the weeds, but it is an interesting story about Peyton Thorne. Basically, Auburn was trying to recruit Peyton Thorne behind the scenes. And so finally, Peyton Thorne, I think, left really, and in my opinion, um, and from people I've talked to in the know, you know, Thorne left after, you know, Mel Tucker kind of opened the job. And it wasn't guaranteed that Peyton Thorne was going to be the starter. And so they've they've opened that competition up. And I think when Peyton Thorne was told that it was it was a competition and he wasn't going to be named the, the, the starter after last year, that he said, well, you know, I've got a couple years of experience and I don't I, – if you're not going to name me the starter, then I don't know what to do. And I think that's why he left. Um, yeah, he got a little nervous, maybe, and said, "Well, whatever it you know is, what? yeah. I'm just going to leave." Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. And, and I and I think Auburn behind the scenes, there was a lot done, and this is college football today. That there was a lot done behind the scenes that that kind of pulled him to Auburn. So that that's my guess. And look, what happens? I don't know, man. I you know, thankfully that game in Happy Valley is going to be a noon kick. It's not a night game uh, at at State College, um, but that Michigan State game's a seven o'clock kick. And, you know, the MSU board just approved uh, alcohol sales in the stadium. It, it is going to be a wild atmosphere. So, look, I don't know. You roll the footballs out, you play the game, and you you, you hope for the best, whatever uh, a, a fan of which team you are. Uh, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Uh, we got a couple more callers on the line. We'll get to you next. 800-859-0957. You can call or text that number. Uh, we'll get you caught up on a couple of other stories making headlines. Uh, still a lot to do. We still have uh, Barry Manilow tickets to give away coming up at 348. So don't go anywhere. Uh, JR Afternoon continues here on WJR.